So, we got us started. Uh, intro is going to be here. Where, Where the, the fuck, fuck are, are we going? going? Really don't want to know. I was a little goth kid. I had long hair. You're a piece of shit and I hate you. Sensitive nipples. Just like Andrew Como. Flip of the coin. The king of the patch, the eater of the snatch. But his father was a gynecologist. Where the fuck are we going? Where the fuck are we going? Well, we always have things we don't talk about. We talk about all kinds of shit. But um, I think the thing that was really grabbing a lot of uh, attention, or at least my attention, was the shooting that happened um, in DeWitt. Okay. All right. Um, so for those of you who don't know um, where we live, um, about a half hour away, uh, two kids were shot and killed recently over um, multiple robberies. Uh, they were apparently trying to run down the police officer, and the police officer opened fire and ended up killing two of the kids involved. Apparently, they were involved. Um, with that being said, they released a, a press conference from the police officer, and uh, Dan, why don't you take it away? You know more. Well, basically what um, the events as they pretty much transpired was a smoke shop was hit early in the morning um, and someone broke in. Uh, they looked like they had six individuals, two vehicles, a dark sedan and a, uh, and a white car. They broke in, stole whatever it was they stole, hopped in their vehicle and left. Then they proceeded to have another break-in a few miles away at another smoke shop across from a fire station. Later that morning, there was um, an incident where there was a shooting and two suspects uh, were killed. But as basically how it's been described, at that second, at that second uh, robbery, this one deputy, sheriff's deputy, was present at the um, at the investigation of the interior of the building, going through logging what happened, taking evidence. They get a call of a nine one one where a guy living on Danzig Street, cool fucking name for a street, by the way, um, is watching a bunch of guys carry packages back and forth between a vehicle. And so he calls the cops. The cops recognize the description as the suspects' vehicles that were used in those two robberies. The cop shows up. According to the um, sheriff of the department, the car came in. He showed up by himself in his squad car or his uh, deputy, his sheriff's car. He pulled up bumper to bumper to one of the vehicles. The other vehicle bolted off and blocked off the vehicle so the vehicle couldn't leave. He gets out of his vehicle and the other car backs into a bush and he says that the cop had no, you know, the sheriff's deputy had no recourse left to him but to defend himself and shoot into the moving vehicle. The moving vehicle proceeded to leave. The cop, the officer was not injured and they found the car further down the road 
Inside was a uh, dead child. Um, I'm going to say child because he's like my kid's age. Um, there was a dead child and one that was dying. They were not able to save the other kid. The third person that was in that vehicle, they don't know where he is or the other people who were involved in it. Now, these kids may have been guilty of these crimes. They may not have been. Um, these two kids, 15 and 17, um, their families came from South Sudan. They're first-generation Americans, so that means that their parents probably came from South Sudan probably around 2005, 2004, 3, somewhere around there, judging by the oldest being 17. And that was before they had their whole civil war and whatnot. Um, it was a very dangerous area, so they flee here, give their kids a new life. And they tucked their kids in 8 o'clock that night, you know, told them good night, and that was the last they saw of them until the next morning when they get a phone call that they're dead. Now, my question is, what actually transpired, and did he actually have no recourse but to shoot? Because here we have an officer who did not have his body camera on, but he was at a scene of a crime prior to this, in the building investigating the property. Now, according to New York's laws on when they're required to wear a camera, they are supposed to use a camera whenever they um, have to use force, during all arrests and summons, all interactions with people who are suspected of criminal activity, all searches of persons or properties, which means he should have had it on in that building, any call to a crime in progress, well, a 911 call about people who he knows is the suspects, is a crime in progress, and some investigative actions and any interaction with emotionally disturbed people. None of those are relevant. But I guess my big question is, if he's so innocent, then just give us the video to validate what you're telling us. Because the sheriff said, in his words, in his press conference, that he had nowhere to flee to. This whole thing happened in seconds, and he had no options. The reporter asked him if he had anywhere that he could have gone. Like, and basically what he ended up saying was, when he got there, right to the left of the vehicle, looks to be some type of heavy, heavy workbench. And there was a narrow space between the deputy's vehicle and the workbench. So the deputy had nowhere to go. And I kind of just kind of thought about that for a minute. His vehicle went nose to nose to another car. And I'm holding my hands up to kind of show the guys here. But they're parked like this. The deputy gets out of the vehicle. There is a workbench next to him. So a heavy, so heavy workbench. Between the driver's side and the workbench, you're telling like, me. That's what the sheriff said. Narrow. He said that there was a narrow okay. space between him and this heavy, heavy workbench. So narrow enough that he could open the door and cleanly get out of his vehicle, but not narrow enough to move. Right. And he went bumper to bumper to the remaining car, who backed into the bushes to get away. And what I think was also telling, or at least weird, was in his description, um, what he actually said was, I wrote a couple of notes on what he actually was saying, because I wasn't there. I didn't see anything. But... Um, he said that it backed in, uh, the vehicle backs into the bushes to get around the deputy's vehicle. And then he says that he intentionally drove towards him to kill him. 
but I've made a lot of wrong turns. I've turned the wrong direction and had to back out and move. So I guess my question is, is that how is it that there was not enough room for him to move, but enough room for the vehicle to make its way to him right. to physically injure him? Right. Because if you can't move, I don't, I don't know anybody who's wider than a car. You know, it's a, right. it's it's a pretty big object, especially if it's moving at a certain force. But if you're telling me that you're nose to nose, you back up into a bush, and then you move towards the officer, it's going to hit the other car or the bench if it's that narrow of a space. Right. So to me, it seems like there really isn't a reason. I don't know. Maybe the vehicle was moving quick enough and could have hit the other vehicle, the law enforcement officer's vehicle, and moved it, possibly strike the officer. I don't know. Unfortunately, you know, none of us were there. Well, I guess I can't say unfortunately. Um, but there is also no, like you said, video footage. So it's really hard to speculate um, the whole scenario as to, because I know when it comes to law enforcement officers, it's, when it comes to your life, it's it's really down to the basis of them or you. Right. And I understand that. You know, I've seen plenty of, you know, dash cam footage, body cam footage where you have, you know, the uh, the culprit, the offender, whatever you want to call them. Suspect, whatever. Yeah, they're making a motion, and it's in that moment. You don't know if they're reaching in their pocket to grab a tissue to wipe their nose or if there's a gun in their pocket. You don't know. And it's really based on the principle of can I take that chance to see what he pulls out of his pocket or do I want to risk not going home to my family that night? Right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to stop us right there. Only reason being is this is the first topic that we've made Mm -hmm. in this recording. Right. I want to spread some light on everything right now. I need some Zatch facts. (laughs) Uh, let's see. What would be a good first Zatch fact for this podcast? Oh, okay. So, fun fact. Did you know that fake eyelashes were not normally just called fake eyelashes? Uh, let me pull up the actual timeline, but fake eyelashes were actually developed by a prostitute, and they were called... Cumbrellas. <laughs> now, no, I'm being no. dead serious. No, you're they not. were called cumbrellas, that so that, that when I want to see your sources. Okay, so the cumbrella. Okay, so it's all it's untrue. The rumor that false eyelashes were originally invented to keep cum out of a prostitute's eyes. <laughs> However, I don't know what direction I'm going in because I'm just kind of listing off things that have popped into my mind. Um, so <laughs> it's an actually urban dictionary. No, actually. Um, Urban legend dictionary? Right. What is the origin of fake eyelashes? Okay, so in 1911, a Canadian woman named Anna Taylor patented false eyelashes in the United States. So, apologies to anybody who may be a member of Anna Taylor's descendant family. (laughs) And if you're still around from 1911, holy shit. But... Speaking of 1911, let's take the one off it and uh, remember 911 for today. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, kind the, uh, of, kind of crazy that uh, you know, on a day based around buildings, you know, taking some structural damage by a vehicle and potentially you know crumbling and blowing up and being destroyed. Let's talk about what happened a couple of days ago. It isn't a complete coincidence that um, our pilot episode is on 911 either. Um, 
I did this intentionally because we're you bastard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's not like we plan on blowing up any times. Oh shit. Oh my god. Canceled already. Actually, <laughs> I had this whole podcast is just going to yeah. crash. This and is burn. just weird because I actually had a. Uh, I woke up this morning with a nightmare with. Uh, apparently, my wife and I are living in a large tower of sorts, and it collapsed. And our kids are in there. And we were trying to get to them. And that's that when I woke is, up. Uh, I didn't even think about what today was until you just said that, and now I'm remembering that yeah. how I woke up this morning. That's, well, yeah. you know, it's, it, that's fine. I mean, it's not like you really had a linear path written down of what you wanted to talk about on the podcast. After all, this is called Where the Fuck Are We Going? I don't know no, where I the know. fuck we are going so, either. Uh, it's but just kind I of, do want to say one thing, though, when you mentioned, um, you know, like watching dash cam footage yeah. and like body cam footage. To, and it vindicated them, and that's fantastic. We didn't have any of this. this yeah, does true. this car not have a dash cam? And why wasn't his camera on? The camera is a metal plate that goes underneath the shirt, below where the seat belt would go over, and a very heavy magnet camera that goes on top of it. Sensitive nipples. Just like Andrew Como. He should go. go below the nipples, but anyway... Um, his nipples the only other pierced. thing I wanted to say was... I don't think they are pierced. I think it was a bulletproof vest, but I... Uh, my fiance does have a video of me calling Andrew Como's office asking him if. Well, you know, it's kind of pierced. funny because if they're not actually pierced, if you get a hold of them, they would be pierced. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I speaking think, as being a kid at one point and being stupid. I think Zach needs to go home. An unknown <laughs> fact. <laughs> unknown fact. I was a nerd. I mean, that's not an unknown fact, but I was a little goth kid. I had long hair, wore trench coats. I finally got this. Uh, it's a mohawk now. Um, I had to get. And I'm it's more punk rock now than goth. Anyway, um, I had a, my first vehicle um, that I actually got to drive around was a '82 Chevy van. It was gray with wall-to-wall shag carpeting. It was a work van that my dad's friend had, and I got blessed with. It was free. Um, definitely looks suspect. But a friend of mine asked me, can you bring me to the mall? Which is no big deal. We always hung out. He, we played tabletop together, whatever. We were, you know, good friends. And I brought him to the mall. And we go into uh, Books A Million. And there's me, some other kids. And we met up with the friend that he wanted to meet. And he's always out in the car. So I go with him to open up the car, you know, the van for them to, you know, for him to get whatever his friend wanted. And he goes and we open up the side door and he's reaching into his bag and he pulls out a gun. And he goes to hand the gun to his friend. Now, I knew nothing about this. I wouldn't have let him bring it into my vehicle. I may have been young and stupid, but I wasn't that stupid. But sure enough, two cops have came right around the corner and had their guns drawn on us. My friend had a gun in his hand and was handing it to someone. Well, apparently, after, you know, when I saw him, I dropped to my knees, hands behind my head, like, oh, fuck, that's my ass. Jesus Christ. He is going to, they are going to own me. I am a skinny little white boy. I'm going to be someone's bitch, and I didn't do anything. Well, we all went home that night. We did not go to jail. Nobody? Apparent, no, no one. The, the one kid had who the had the gun, he took, the, he stole the gun. He borrowed the gun from his father to give to him, to protect him from some crazy Marine who was, you know, banging on him because he was um, banging his girlfriend. And, but his father, whose gun he borrowed, was a gynecologist, and he delivered the officers. He recognized his name. But 
they didn't shoot us the minute they saw us with that gun because all three of us were very fucking white. If that scenario played out another way, tell me that that story would not have a different ending. You seem to be hung up on the whole gynecologist <laughs> fact over there, my friend. You wanna, uh, well, he has a one-track mind, and it, it was, normally uh, emanates from that lower region. Yeah. Um, uh, you want to elaborate? The, your, uh, the fact that it was it had to be known that the kid's father was a gynecologist. Well, and I'm just I'm hung up on the fact because I'd I'd like to know where. Actually, the, I don't think gynecologist was probably the uh, wrong thing because he was probably her pediatric doctor. I think I just misspoke, but I think okay. she was her pediatric uh, doctor. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I think the... Uh, you know. Yeah, you know, it's uh, debatable. Hey, look, you know, these things happen. People have, like, these moments where they can't talk right. I think the funniest part comes out is, weird. is that we're talking about the fact that this kid was banging a Marine's girlfriend, a Marine who happens to be a member of the armed forces. Right. You expect him to Thank have you for your service. Absolutely. Oh, most likely. You expect them to have some sort of firearm or weaponry, something, um, because not that's what the friend. Known. That's what they've known for most of right. their life. You know what I'm saying? And the fact is, is that you told us that he stole a gun, not from his buddy who could be a gangbanger, not from someone else who was in the military, but the fact that the gun came from a gynecologist, I think, is where I kind of <laughs> took a second and went. What well, patient did he get that gun from, and how long had it been up there? Not only, well, not only uh, wait, that, wait, not wait, only wait, that. Wait, 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 there's a validation for this right now. They were in Texas. Okay, well, I mean, that's that's a whole different topic altogether. <laughs> All right, um, to make up for my mess up earlier, <laughs> did you know that Australia is actually wider than the moon? Bullshit. At the diameter of the moon, it sits at 3,400 kilometers, which is... 2,113 miles, while Australia's diameter from east to west is actually almost 4,000 kilometers, which is 2,485 Do this miles. math right now. I want to know how much bigger it is. Are you telling me to do that in my head because I'm Asian, or are you telling him to do it on his calculator? Well, no, do your homework. Oh, no, that's it. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, roughly, I didn't know we were going to uh, start talk comparing sizes. Ooh. That hurts my feelings. I'm, I'm going to leave the room for this one. 372. It's bot. It's bigger by 372? Yeah, 372 miles. Is that your brain or your calculator? A bit of both. It's the same thing. I was about to say, is, yeah, is your brain the, the calculator? My brain is the calculator. Okay. All right. And uh, just to clarify, are you um, still studying to be a doctor? So our next topic was um, uh, you didn't answer my question. All right, listen, I am too outspoken and erratic to be an actual doctor. An actor playing as a doctor on Grey's Anatomy, completely different. Joey Tribbiani. Really, really bad you know, show to pick because you'll probably have a plane drop on your head. An actor playing as a doctor on House. Could be seen, because let's be honest, Gregory House is an extremely outspoken doctor on a show. But the things I've said, and you both know because you work with me, there's no way I would be able to keep my doctor's license. Yes, we work as prisoners. We go to prison daily. 
Um, we're allowed to come home to our families at night, but the next day we report back to the prison. I would like to say that I am serving a sentence for a crime that I never committed. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. I think the three of us can agree on that. Uh, yeah. We make shit pay. Uh, of course, all prisoners do. Um, yeah, they do. And um, there is a lot that goes on on a daily basis, which is pretty much what transpired us three to come together to do this. Um, so I guess you could really say where the fuck we're going is actually prison. I mean, but the question is, where the fuck are we going? Because after prison, what are we doing? Yeah, currently are we nowhere, going? because for the time being, I don't see any of us leaving prison anytime soon. Well, so. for me, it's kind of like, you know, where are we going individually? Like, you know, you say career-wise uh, with, you know, the future. But also, where's our city going, our country going? Right. right. Where's our planet going? I mean, um, where's this conversation going? at this point. Very true. Has it out for all of us, there and so are, do, so do uh, the minions. There are, there are three main players that oppose the prisoners in this uh, incarceration scenario, I guess you could say. You have the top of the branch, which is now the probably my ass on the line here for all intents and purposes i want you to imagine that story you were told as a child of the troll under the bridge oh my god but now the troll has made it out from under the bridge and is now running the prison that is who we're dealing with on a daily basis <laughs> along with said troll we actually have a cameo from a very famous known comic book we have a villain that kind of runs the show into the ground. And he is not kidding when we say we have a famous villain from We um, will, from this point forward, label them as And you'll find that out of the three characters involved in our trials and tribulations, I guess you could call it, uh, the is the biggest Stressor of the three. They do. Uh, I'm burying my. I'm burying my face right now. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Um, consider him the neglectful father. Our cell block of the prison is uh. Well, it's it's the redheaded stepchild of the prison. We uh we're kind of fucked in the manner of. We kind of. Don't receive. The proper attention that we should. We're prisoners. We don't get attention. Well, you have prisoners and then you have inmates. We'll take a line from the Chronicles of Riddick movie. You have those that have been incarcerated and understand their place. And then you have, which is the prisoner, and then you have the inmate who attempts to do the prison guard's job for them. So you find the phrase... Too many chiefs, not enough Indians come into play here. We have, unfortunately, a lot of people who think if they portray a prison guard that they will be relieved from the quote-unquote punishment that the rest of the prisoners receive, which is honestly a little more... It puts more of a target on your back, I think, because 
prisoners can't really go after the prison guards without some sort of, you know, overall punishment. But if you're one of us and you want to act like a prison guard or a warden and we catch you, you're in some shit. One of us. Oh, my God. One of us. One. <laughs> but so with that being said, so you have your, your two top main players right now uh, being themselves and now the third one we have I it's hit or miss it's hit or miss honestly however it's it's more it's more centered to the fact that we came together for this because prison life was not terrible before um, I think a lot of it is also it's the direction the prison is going. Um, I'm I'm a little less um, eager to. I mean, I'll, I'll joke and I make comparisons about different um, prison guards and how they resemble something from a cartoon or a movie because of either you know as a caricature of them, with no real malice intended on it. But I can say that. The people we have in charge of our block, our cell block, is they're more or less a product of the prison system. And it's not just this prison. It's all the prisons because, in all honesty, 99% of the U.S. populace are prisoners. Every day they go in and they do their sentence, get dismissed, and come back to do it again. And we are angry, but so is everyone. I think right now, in and out of prison, everybody is so quick to be angry, so quick to point fingers, and those fingers are rightfully pointed, but at the same time, I don't think it gets anyone anywhere. See, the other day we had an issue at the prison um, where I mean, was there, but wasn't really present with all of us. And the um, and that's normally the case that we have decided to you were there decided yeah. to yeah. come and pretty much scream at us. Oh yeah, I or, saw that. Uh, um, not doing something that honestly there were, wasn't our jobs that day. There were too many bodies standing around when I guess you could call it the production line, um, the laundry line. I've never been in. We'll, ju- we'll just call. We'll, before, we'll just so call. Uh, Prison industries, just yeah. So um, the, the jobs that we have. So we the lunch line wasn't moving fast enough. That works. So too many prisoners were chilling, hanging around, talking in the lunch line. Not enough food was getting scooped onto your plates, and made the decision to send our. To come from across the prison to scream at all of us, predominantly 
you and myself. And things were said to the point where it was, we try to maintain some civility in the prison, so that way anybody coming in for visitation or anything like that doesn't think anything bad. But you knew everybody who was coming down that hallway for visitation. Uh, heard the ream us a new asshole. Um, you know, too many people standing around. Everybody should be through the line now. This is bullshit. Get to it. I expect better of all of you. Now, at that, at that moment... Now, this, this scenario sounds... Actually, sorry, that was my phone going off. I, th- I thought you got the soundboard to work somehow. That was awesome. Um, but <laughs> with that being said, at the same time, did tell said to come talk to us. Not to yell at us, but to talk to us about right. what was going on. Now, this scenario it, it, sounds very similar to one that just transpired, but was slightly different. But in that moment, when they did that, did not like that they did that and then took to go talk to them now to add further this is okay i was wanting to make sure that you were talking about uh this situation that i was present for and it is now when you're using your assembly line or cafeteria where you're dishing out dishing out the food yeah food was all cooked at that time all the food was cooked all they had to do was just put it on the plates. Absolutely. And there was more than ample time to get the food on the plates. There was right. actually an hour and a half to get the food on the plates. Right. And, you know, I guess in Which a sense, took only 20 minutes, by the way. Absolutely. Because in a sense, if you think about it, uh, there were quite a few of us that were in the kitchen at the time. I was in the kitchen. I yeah. was going down uh, further down the hall to... Um, Bring some of the food. I thought you were sent home for today. No, I got. I was just down there. I was helping out yep, in the so kitchen. They looked like were, they needed. We were, we were banging it out pretty good. We had a good rhythm in the kitchen. Um, and then we, I can't really say we as a collective, but a few of us took a moment to step away from the kitchen. It gets hot back there. We got them heavy-ass aprons on, constantly lifting up. You know, all the containers of food. Half I don't know if you've lifted that bread, but some of that bread is really Some dense. of that bread is extremely dense. I'm almost certain they're feeding us cinder blocks, but it's a completely different yeah. topic for another time. Um, so to step away and to try to collect your bearings to get back in that kitchen um, is apparently a no-go. We cannot, can't do that. Um, I remember we stepped out in the yard for about 20 minutes. About 20 minutes. Um, yep, because to try we, to collect ourselves. Because right outside the kitchen is access to the yard. Um, there's multiple ways to get to the yard. Um, you have your kitchen, you have, boom, right there. There's a small little section for the yard. There's the big yard, you know, obviously the central yard where we have our, most of our time spent. Um, and then, uh, I don't, I mean, trying to, against the podcast name, stay on course and stay focused, um, with where I'm going with this, I guess it was more of a personal insult that there were multiple people in line, yet you grabbed two who stepped out to the yard just for a moment, just to breathe, just to take a second, but had unfortunately made the choice to step out at the time that the CO had been called over. 
So I guess you could call it bad timing, bad luck, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, has also been known to be very friendly with the prisoners. Says that they are one of us, one of the people. Okay, then why is it that you only act the part of one of us when you're the only one here? Is it fear of backlash from the Is it a facade to get us to let our guard down? I think it's both. Um, as you said, is a very fitting name because they will be your best friend at one moment. Right. But as soon as any member of the state comes in or the warden comes in, attitude totally changes. And that's another thing is the fact that the state just decides to pop in whenever the whenever they feel like it. Right. You know, at the drop of a fucking pin, it's state's here, be on your best behavior. Which is kind of crazy because why are we considered not being on our best behavior? Right. Do we not get your lunch line moved when you ask us to get it moved? I mean, I've never heard of a pizza having a, a, a prison having a pizza party. I and, haven't either. And we get those a bunch. Absolutely. Uh, more than... Oh, and our infirmary doesn't work at all. Oh, no. No, 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 you, no, no, no. If you have to leave and you have to get... You know, outside medical attention. Yes, if you need any medical attention, even if, you know... Oh, you're getting beat. Yeah. You're getting put you're, in solitary. You're, you're done. You, um, your sentence will be extended, and you, they don't care. They Not don't only care extended, there's actually a good chance that they just decide not to put up with you anymore if you become too much of a problem. And uh, that's the one time New York sees the electric chair brought back. They just they well, fry on it's the spot. E- either that or they'll send you to psych. That's yeah, that, that too. I think so. we all we all deserve to be in psych. Um, prisons always. I think it's um, me. <laughs> was, that the, <laughs> was that the voice in my head or the radio? I'm your conscience. Bullshit! I don't have one. That's anyway, a that's a lie. All prisons. Ah. Uh, where were we going? Oh, yes. <laughs> ah, nice. Plug the line. Plug no, it. Where uh, the fuck are we going? No, as far as it goes with prisons, the issue that we have is none of them ever care about the prisoners that are in them. They're not there for them. The prison exists in and of itself um, for their own purposes, and the prisoners are there to facilitate that. Um, play the devil's advocate for the individual that you guys were referencing. Which they want which one? I mean, they were. They were yeah. They were a prisoner at one point. Correct. And I feel like they all were at one point. Yes. 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 And the thing is, you know, they've been elevated, and the only reason they elevate you is if you are capable of turning around and turning your back on the other prisoners. Yeah. Because if they elevate you and you do not turn your back on the prisoners, 
you're right back there with us. They throw you back in. And b- before I decided to, uh, before I was thrown into here, um, I decided that I was going to try to become a CEO. You son of a bitch. I was one. You called me too. You sons of bitches. Yeah. I, I forgot you were a CEO at one point. Am Jesus. I the only one with his head on the chopping block right now? Uh, I, re- I refused. Um, Is that another Asian joke? Fuck you. I refuse to turn my back on the prisoners. And the thing is, prisoners don't have a, a, a say in anything. They have, they have to basically follow the rules as they are presented to them because they have no choice. They go to the prison because they have no choice. Amen. Um, otherwise, they won't be able to scrape together what they can to bring back to take care of their families that they may or may not see um, during their uh, parole um, or at least their leave. But we still do it. We don't have much choice. And unfortunately, it shows no sign of being, you know, fixed. Oh, of course because not. If it as was a sign we, of being fixed, we wouldn't be doing this pirate broadcast. But radio. when you <clears throat> when you hear that and you say that though, that's we're talking about our our cell block, right? Have you peeked into the other cell blocks? They don't really have it much better than we do. If no, they do not. The no, but not it, at but, all. But if you look at it, our cell block is honestly the worst. I agree. Uh, I, I, I agree. You are only the, mad because we refuse to do the cell block tango. Oh, you didn't do the tango? It wasn't the tango, for one. It's always I, the cell block I tango. never said I wanted to do a tango. I said I wanted us to play bingo, and you guys all oh, yeah. misheard oh, See, I thought we were pitching in to get a Dodge Durango, but clearly I was... There was yeah. I think there was something in the brownies I ate that day in prison. You said Durango. Durango. Didn't you mention that before? thought I did. I thought you were talking like a movie night and we can all watch something uh, on that's, Fandango. That, that's Fandango. Uh, like Where did the we movie go? Rango? The mo- no, movie? Django. Django. Django, that's right. Django and Django. Nope, nope. Let, let's stop while we're ahead. That's probably a good point. We were stuck on a word that rhymes with go. Tango. No, tango. But no, I did not want to do the tango. I said I wanted to play bingo. And then... After that was where uh, the Dodge Durango came in. Yeah. And then, okay. Um, At least it wasn't a Ford Bronco. Oh, my God. Where were we going with that? What topic? We don't know where the fuck we're going. Yeah, I know that. I'm just trying... Speaking to the fucking mic. We're all angry. Look at me when I'm talking <laughs> to you. We're all angry. Jesus. We're all frustrated. You know, I didn't We've all got our responsibilities. Like you're talking from across the room over here. And then I look at you and you're nice and you're kind of close like this. Do you want me to swallow the mic? Because I can do that. Do it, Billy. Uh, who's Billy? You. Who is Billy? I'm Billy Ma. I'm Bobby Ma. I showed Dan that podcast for the first time the other day. Oh, that's he, crazy. He was cracking up. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. Um, before we got distracted by the uh, 16 trucks driving down the road with American flags right. and a don't tread right. on me flag. Did you hear about that? I did not hear so, about that. Uh, can you hear me now? We were, we were out in the yard. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. This is about 12 o'clock. Yeah. Okay. We were out in the yard, and all of a sudden there was just horns honking, and we're like, oh, maybe we're being supported for once. 
more than likely weren't. No. But it was um, a bunch of trucks with American flags and uh, don't tread on me flags um, protesting more than likely. Real MAGA, you know, yeah. impression. Protesting the whole Trump thing that's going on right now. Good thing I was inside. Um, yeah, probably. I no. honestly think you were on lunch. Further, further, um, it came from further away. Um, they were seen earlier outside of a gas station protesting as well. Oh, so it's kind of like. And I don't know if they got like told to move and then they just drove off blaring their horns and came down our direction to go somewhere else. So with the whole American flag, do not tread on me thing, did they get pushed off of a save on? Oh, they got pushed out of a maple leaf, yeah. Uh. That makes sense. It's a sovereign nation. You don't want yeah. you know, anything like that going on. I mean, because seriously, not my president. Well, they're not, I mean, he technically. Re- he really isn't our president. Well, none of them are. So you mentioned um, how the... Oh, well, the prison is a sovereign nation is where I'll pick up on. Right, so... What yes. was that in reference to, though? Uh, Savon and Maple Leaf in the nation being a sovereign nation that the trucks didn't have to... Associate. Well, you mentioned that. The, oh, not the, my president. That's not my president. Yeah. yeah. So the prison is sovereign. Yes. Um. Well. So, but you're right. When you say not my he president, he is not my think, president. When, well, when you say not my president, my thing is, um, Democrat, Republican, both need to go away. The dual party system is ridiculous. You might want to um, save this for when we actually pop the back elect, in the electoral college. We are pop back. Is in. ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, are we? Yeah, the Electoral College is ridiculous. There's absolute the need for it no longer exists. And until we have a person who's able to run for president who doesn't come from a large financial corporation background right. with family money or a dynasty of leadership, how about a person who has to work, you know, bust their ass for a living? And like we tell our kids, you know, work hard, study, you know, you can become anything. You can become president. No, you cannot. Fuck that. You can't. Do you have millions of dollars? No. Then what, the country, what the country actually needs is a person who actually has to work for a living, who is smart and intelligent, who is actually honest and fair. Axel Jim Duggan for president. No way in hell. He's got my vote. Um... <laughs> And have them oh. actually be someone who is fair, not over the hill. If they have military background, that's fantastic. But someone who served honorably. And Correct. S- and that person should be supported and will probably, when we, if this ever were to come to fruition, would probably be an individual who was platformed and pushed forward by social media. Because the you have... The invisible man, John Cena. Well, no, you have... The Democratic Party, and his name the is Republican John Party, and both of them, both of them, you know, use social media to try to push forward and everything else, and they pay millions and millions of dollars to do so. But the right person, the right charismatic person who actually has the right vision, gets the right supporters, and it could be a small office, it could be a large office, and the reason they get into that office is because social media will carry them. Because word of mouth, on a platform that you can share your opinions and ideas with people from one place to the other. And the internet is horrible. It's filled with nasty, nasty things, but it's also filled with 
the freedom to be able to communicate openly. I smell what you're cooking. But did you... Okay, so with that being said, for the Trump campaign, did you see that that is what this whole uh, Facebook settlement is from? Which one? So uh, this past week was actually the final hearing for it. Um, For those of you that don't know... Facebook is uh, in the middle of a lawsuit for $725 million um, for people who were active users between the years 2008 and 2022. Um, And it's due to it's certain people that were affected in 2016 when Donald Trump was elected. And when his campaign went live to become president, there was a third-party company that Facebook gave all of our information to Mm -hmm. to try to target audiences to lean more towards his campaign, resulting in the vote of a dictator. Well, can we say that... um the way that the government, like corporations in general, the way the corporations are run um, is deplorable because it is, you know, for the, pro, you know, the profit of the shareholders, the main people in charge, not for anyone else. You know, it's, they don't care about them. They just want to make their profit. Yeah. Our government is being run like a corporation. They want to, you know, work about their own benefit for them and theirs. And that's exactly why the prison is the way it is. The prison is the way it is because... The prison is a reflection of the warden that runs it. The prison exists and is a reflection of the society that put it there. And that's why I said that we're all angry. We're all dissatisfied. And when I say, where the fuck are we going? I mean that. Because nobody has that answer. No one has an answer. Everyone is wants to be angry. They want to point fingers at each other. And back to what we I started with, these I don't know these people. I don't know these kids. I don't know this officer. I wasn't there. Most mistakes like this podcast, this conversation we're having, we're worried about rep, you know the ramifications of. Because we don't have a safety net. Right, right. We have nothing to fall back on other than you know trying again somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but there are the people who, the people in power, they're not worried because we hold them up. Right. What was the thing you were saying <clears throat> when I thought? Oh, how he is the mistake? Well, no. <laughs> I said the only reason why, these, why people like this get through and are in power is, you know, and they have something to fall back on, it's us because we hold them up. Oh, you're talking about the chessboard reference. I am. All right. So the reference that I was speaking about was there's a piece of artwork out there. I gotta, I gotta find it again. I gotta remember who made it. Of people standing around a chessboard, and the people standing around the chessboard are wearing fancy, elaborate suits. They're grinning. They're smiling. They're laughing at the game, and beneath <laughs> this game board are kneeling figures holding the board above their heads as if they are the table. And the caption states, once we stand up, 
their game is over. And to me, that strikes powerfully at the prison. It strikes powerfully anywhere you go because you have the top. You said 90% of us go to prison, so let's say the top 10% standing around these boards, playing the game, leaning on the table, forcing down. I got it here for you guys. That's the one. Yep. That is the one. You have them leaning on the picture. You have them leaning on the board. You have them leaning on the people. All it takes is for them to stand up. All it takes is for us to stand up. Yahtzee, game's over. And that's, I'm going to put it as that's what we're doing here. This is us standing up, not against anybody, but this is us standing up for ourselves. And see, this is our right to do. Whereas Mm -hmm. we're not talking about forcefully storming something. Right. We're talking about having a conversation about pointing out the shortcomings, the flaws. Maybe discussing possibilities of how to make reparations, how to make repairs, how to better, how to figure out where the fuck we're going and how to fucking get there. Right. Absolutely. Because I think, honestly, it was made as a joke, but I think the name of the podcast truly isn't us wondering where the fuck are we going. I think it's us making the decisions to get where the fuck we're going. And the question is presented to all of you that are listening right now. Where are we going? Where are you going? And are you going going? with us? Can we find some common ground in this, as I have labeled it multiple times, pirate broadcast radio for this this prison (laughs) that we need to break free of the day-to-day matrix-like prison system that we're in. And we need to just collectively come together because as the picture shows, and someday we'll get the picture up. Um, um, while we're right here talking about this podcast and what it's standing for. What? I'd like to let you all know that I have 50,000 power in Rise of Kingdoms. Not really, but it's just a good time to plug something, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> with that being said, I do want a recording of the three of us asking, where the fuck are we going? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to plug that into the, the intro. intro that I sent you guys. Um, kind of make up for some uh, silent space within right. the music. So uh, on my count of on three, we'll go ahead and ask... Where the fuck are we going? So, one, two. Where Where the the fuck fuck are are we going? going? I lost my train of thought. Kyle forgot where he wanted to go. Mm. I I was here, and then I went to where I needed to go. And and on my way back, I lost everything. That's all right. Um, I feel like it's really, it's driven based off of where you are currently and knowing that it's not where you want to be. So, for example, I'll throw myself out there. Outside of the prison network, outside of the prison system, a couple of nights a week, I find myself in a 16 by 16 square rolling around with other men. Go ahead and plug your stuff. Go so ahead. Very sweaty I, men. Very sweaty men. I train professional wrestling. 
uh, outside of the prison system at a school called Upstate Wrestling Entertainment. Plug. And it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, this school, it's, it's given me my opportunity to travel around and pursue this, I guess you could say, boyhood dream of, uh, you know, climbing in a ring in fancy colored spandex with other scantily clothed men and we just grab each other and throw each other around that's right. <laughs> i mean it sounds like prison to me i, I mean <laughs> no it's 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 really it's an art form but i think anything you do in your life is an art form there's whether you play video games whether you make music it doesn't matter what it is if you enjoy doing it it's it's just like i explained this to some people at the prison the other day everything in this world has to do with math. If you can tell me one thing that does not have to do with math, I'll pay you $100 right now. Think anything. No matter how weird, how basic it is, one thing that doesn't have to do with math, I'll pay you $100 right now. How depth are you going into dealing with math? Just go ahead. Because I suppose most people would try something Simple and basic to the, you know, to the human function, and that's breathing. How long can you breathe for? How much air yeah. are you intaking? That's that's math. all math. Something as simple as breathing. How long can you keep your eyes open, right? That's kind of where your mindset is with that. What the fuck does that even mean? Where did breathing have to do with keeping your eyes open? Well, it's a body function. Where the fuck are we going? Shut up, Dad. <laughs> So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you can say, okay, this desk. How long is this desk? How much does it weigh? You could say oxygen, okay? How much oxygen is there? We don't know. You can say... Less this year than there was last year. And that's a fact. You can... (laughs) True. Uh, You can say uh, my fingers. Okay, how many fingers do you have? How How long do you want to have? I have three arms, if that counts. I do not <laughs> go there. This is not where I want to go, man. It's not where I want to go. You said you have three arms. I have three. Is one a baby arm? It is. Does it it's poke out your back? I showed you a picture of the imprint it left on the floor at the prison the other day. I fucking hate you. Yeah, you thought I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I said I feel bad for your girl. Yeah, well, you know. I'm sure she's going to hate the fact that she was just mentioned here, but you know. She she wasn't mentioned. I didn't mention a name. She'll whoop my ass outside of this. Don't worry. Oh, no. She, deep down, she wants to be a part of it. She kept asking questions about it. Oh, did she? Yeah. Never asked me any questions. <clears throat> I've seen her walk by a couple of times. Glancing in. Oh, I see. Now, we're not talking about the lady with the goatee, right? No, that was... Yeah, no, that was we're talking about the one with a mustache horns. No, no, no. You, no, no, you no. have no idea how to um, better I, groom. We, we, we had to stop, and I got back in the car with uh, with my friend here, and we grabbed drinks and stuff, and I got in there, and I was like, I have to tell you, I feel a little insecure, and I, I feel kind of bad because I'm kind of jealous. That lady's goatee was so much better groomed than mine. <sighs> it, it really was. It really was. There was a lady in the prison the other day for visitation with one hell of a mustache, I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, but you know what? If you like them, Harry, you do your thing. It's uh, not, I'm, you know. Just, love is as love does. It's 2023, and you have to do what you have to do. Actually, make yourself happy. you know, Except whatever. Files will kill you. Oh, yeah, fuck that. See, the thing is, 
you can be yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think people should accept you for who you are and what, you know, more than necessarily what you are. Uh, because who you are on the inside and, and who you show the world to be should be the same. Absolutely. And as I mean, we'll always put up some sort of pretense because we're nervous about how someone else will feel about our own opinions or where we come from. But ultimately, you know, none of those things really matter. We should just be, you know, more accepting of the people that are around us and not yeah. be, you know, complete asses about it. Now, that being said, you know, seeing something and making a joke about something and laughing at it, what is the harm in that? If you're going up to a person and you're ridiculing them and calling them names, then that is absolutely deplorable. But deplorable. Yes, going up and, you know, belittling deplorable. someone. Deplorable. We didn't. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, continue, Dan. Apparently, I missed something. It's because he's Asian. You piece of shit. Oh, my God. Did you miss the whole question he asked me at the start of if I was going to hibachi after this? Oh, no, I got no, it. No, I didn't I ask chose... if you were going. I asked if you were going to be working. I Deplorable. Chose, I chose to ignore it. But, no, just in general, I forgot where the fuck I was going. Where the fuck are we going? And this podcast has been brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Raid. <laughs> Don't waste your money. <laughs> Don't. That'll be a that should be a good topic for and for next uh, time. now we're canceled because uh, we don't have rights to that or we're not sponsored by them but we can we can try I guess well, I mean we were canceled forever ago when I talked about having fifty thousand power in Rise of Kingdoms I mean but we didn't plug it we just said oh this is what I'm doing well that's maybe like that should be another topic it's like you want you want me to ship. why don't we uh, <laughs> why don't we bring up the topic that uh... no never mind. Never mind. No way to tie that into the prison. Oh, we don't need to tie anything into the prison. I think the prison was a one and done thing. We don't need to talk about prison. Oh, but I'm sure there will be things that happen in the prison where we're going to have to bring R it up. Right, right, absolutely. Well, but but yeah. at, at the same time, we're supposed to be making everyone laugh. This is true. And I think, you know, uh, there's there has been some funny moments uh, today. That and is, I think there, you know, definitely could be more. Right, right, and I think this was us, you know, learning how to bounce off each other, where our common grounds are. The it's bad that plane didn't bounce off. I don't know. The last five minutes, all I've been thinking about is how much I had to piss. So I have, I do have to say, um, if you weren't silent this morning from you know eight forty eight to ten twenty eight, you guys are scumbags. But um, yeah. I'm a scumbag. <laughs> At the same time, uh, 22 years later, uh, I mean, I kind of agree with Greg. What? I'm, oh, I, my no, Lord. No, no. Oh, what? God. I am walking out. Oh, I see. What? You guys don't want to smoke crack? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Go do your thing. All right. So, so, hang on. We'll we'll let him let him bounce real quick. Where where are you going? Oh, okay. Daniel has to go to the bathroom. He'll be right back. So now you're stuck with me and Kyle. Yep. 
All right, so I guess I guess the real question that I should ask here is, what are you doing after the podcast? Going to a clan meeting? I'm not wearing a fucking hood. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just make me be your guest of honor. Um, I don't think they went against. Uh, they went against anybody guys. who wasn't white, Anglo-Saxon, or Protestant. Don't you know what WASP is? I don't. Oh, that that. But that's a different. Clan. Yeah. That's that's not the that's not the KKK. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, you know that was uh, you know that that was actually uh started oh they say it was started down south, but it was actually started in upstate. New I, York. I did believe that it was it was brought to the south. I do believe at one point I was told that it was brought to the south. I didn't really obviously have to do any homework on right. it. But one of the first meeting spots I grew up about a mile from. Right. And it was hidden in the middle of the woods. And I stumbled upon it one day uh, while I was out riding four-wheeler with a buddy. And neither of us had any idea what it was, so we called my stepdad to come in. And he said, you guys need to get out of here. And uh, we were confused. And then, you know, later that night we sat down for dinner and I asked him, and I, I was probably, you know, 12, 13 years old. I said, why did you say we had to get out of there? He right. said, it's not a good area to be in because a lot of people were killed there. Right. And I said, I've never heard of any killings near where we live. We live in the middle of nowhere. So right. where, why would that be a thing? Why would these people be getting killed? And he said, no, this is where uh, the, the KKK would come and hang and burn people. Wow. And now thinking about it, it was um it was just this big flattened piece of land in the middle of the woods. In the middle of the woods, it was surrounded by nothing but deep dark trees. And these trees were so dark from years of fire just right. scorching everything around it. Um I don't know if you guys are familiar with Whiskey Hollow at all. Uh, out toward I think I've heard of it. Baldwinsville. I think so. So Whiskey Hollow is a notorious hiking spot now. Um, I, I I don't want to say that it's that it's actually haunted, although my experience there has been very freaky. Um, so I've gone there a couple times, and it was um, it was always late when we went. I was actually on uh, acid one time we went. And the the first time we went, it was just, you know, we, we had a couple drinks and whatnot. We went but up. But that time you went on acid. You have no idea. <laughs> so we, we had a couple drinks. It was just me and a few buddies. And we got up there and um, we, ju we just hung out. And, you know, we all smoked weed, whatever. Had a good time. Went, went back to the house. Played some music. Parted ways. The next time I went, I had done a couple tabs of acid. But they were double dosed. And me and my buddy, you know, we started, we, we were playing some music and then it just, it got really hot. It got really hot in there. And I'm like, we got to go outside. So we go outside and, you know, we start walking toward the farm next door and you know how tractors leave tire treads in the dirt and whatnot. Once I hit one of those, it was game over. I felt like, like everything was just wobbly and i'm like this you were tripping balls correct this is gonna be bad 
So my buddy's like, get in the car. Just say no to drugs, kids. He said, get in the car. We're going to Whiskey Hollow. I said, all right. Get to Whiskey Hollow. And there's a giant steep hill. You can either, you know, go sit on top of this little cave or you can go up higher. Full sprint, we both did to the top. And once we got to the top, it was just flat. And then we came to an opening, like I told you, near my old house. And it was almost similar. And standing up there, yes, we were on drugs, whatever. The feeling that we both had was pure fear. It may have been because it was dark, but while it was dark, we could see all of the trees. It was dead silent, and it was absolutely horrifying. So we decide, okay, that's enough of this. We're going to go back to the house. Go back to the house. I get down the drum set for, I don't know, like 15 minutes, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm way too hot. I was a cigarette smoker at the time. I was like, I don't have any cigarettes. Like, I'm just, I'm really antsy right now. I got to do something else. So my buddy lays there with his acoustic guitar, staring off, just playing. Tripping balls. And it hits me about 10 minutes in. He's been playing the same loop over and over and over again. Every four, every five to 10 seconds, same loop, same thing over and over again. As I'm pacing his house that I've only been in twice. While I'm pacing this house, I come to the kitchen, I turn, come back through the dining room, back to the living room where the drum set is, go around the drum set next to him, back around the kitchen. About, I don't know, like 15 minutes in, I'm sitting there, or I'm I'm pacing, and I come to a stop at a little, you know, side table next to the regular kitchen table. And there's a complete nativity scene. Just, this is the middle of the summer, so it's not like it's Christmas time or anything, but there's a complete nativity scene, and I am freaking the fuck out. I forget to take down my decorations sometimes. I come face-to-face with Jesus while I'm fucking tripping. I have nothing to control my anxiety. I have nothing to control my anxiety because I have no cigarettes, nothing to help me. Wild. Milk, lots and lots of milk. So I look at my friend. I said, "Hey, I know I know her about like thirty five minutes from my house, but you got to bring me home." I'm like, "I can't do this right now. I'm freaking out." Give this guy some OJ. He said, "All right, we get in the car." He took double what I took. Who? I did not know this. I said, "I'm gonna do two. He's like, oh, "I'll probably just have one." All right. Well, it drives me home. 35 minutes. Longest trip in my life. The stops, we're coming up on stop signs. I see a red one, a white one, a blue one. It was like it was in 3D, but not in 3D. I get home, and I'm like, I don't have any cigarettes. I'm like, mm. All right, so I call up my neighbor. I'm like, hey, can I come get a cigarette? And she's like, are you okay? I said, I'm tripping right now I, got, I need a fucking cigarette <laughs> they're like yeah come over so I come over I go to reach the door handle and it was like in a cartoon it went to the other side of the door so she I was like, really let down she th- it was that early in the morning she thought she was getting a booty call but it was a cigarette call no, no. 
yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was very, uh, intense experience. And Sounds it. I love that we got here from Dan going to the bathroom to, uh, asking me if I was going to a clan meeting after this podcast. I'm sorry. What? Correct. You left. And he said, so I have a question. And I said, sure. And he said, are you going to a clan? Or what are you doing after the podcast? Are you going to a clan meeting? And I said, you motherfucker, I'm not wearing a hood. And he's like, it don't matter. And I said, speaking of the clan, I actually, uh, you hear yeah, that the clan started down south. It actually started uh, in upstate New York. Wound up here. Correct. Well, no sense of direction. just for the record, just fuck the clan. S- said, you where the fuck me. are we going? Mm-hmm. No sense of direction. Being the only one in this room who rides a motorcycle. Fuck it. Really Chuck it. Football. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you see any plays from last night? I actually don't have cable or any way to watch. Oh, neither do we. We just saw everything on TikTok. Oh, I see. I don't watch football. So the Giants played against Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys won 40 to 0. They have guns. Giants are just big, burly guys. And Cowboys <laughs> have, like, cool hats and guns. Dude, and the, horses. Gi- the Giants. Are nothing. They have no good players. I I don't even. But watch giants sports. can pick up mountains and throw cows and stuff. This isn't Dungeons and Dragons, Daniel. Oh shit! This I'm sorry. Football. I was confused. Uh, see, I don't, I don't know. What, I don't. Chug it, chug I, it. I thought football, football was that thing with the you know the round circular ball with all the little like you know hexagrams on it and you know and they kick it back and forth and knock it into the thing with their feet. That's soccer. No, I uh, think it's football. It's soccer. I think if we, like, oh, you mean every other country on the planet calls it football because you touch it with your foot? All right, fine. We're talking about pigskin. What do you want me to call it? All right, now that one you might not be able to say. No, no, not with how we started this. Um, The... Right, Ooh. right, right. I was looking at his face. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll I, see myself. I, I know where he was going with that but no, you have football, American football. Only one person on the entire team touches the ball with their foot. Right. Everyone else is, it's, it should be called handball. But that's already taken because by a sport where you a game hit a, called pickleball. I didn't know that. So pickleball no, is actually very do, popular. Do not touch my pickle. So My pick, wife will kill you and me. I've never played. I've never seen it be played. But uh, the guys on Workaholics, who also have a podcast, uh, go listen to This Is Important with uh, Adam Devine, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Kyle Newichek. Uh Kyle Newichek is actually a very big uh, arugaloid. Whatever that means. Um, I have no idea. I was actually just about to ask So, you, so a, an arugaloid uh, is actually... Someone, when they make a salad, they use arugula, which is another green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is a uh, vegetable, big vegetarian slash arugaloid. And he got into pickleball and says it's the greatest thing ever because it's, you know, three or four sports mixed into one. Mm. I don't think I could do it. What exactly is it? It's like, it's like tennis meets pong meets lacrosse lacrosse meets yeah. disc golf <laughs> like it's dude you do not want to take golf and tennis and put them into something together because you've already taken two of the worst no boring, not, not golf boring disc golf. 
Oh, disc golf, which is the uh, the exact same thing, but with frisbees. They have a bunch of the fact that there is a national sport for freaking cornhole is. Dude, when I, I'm waiting for. I went out. I went out to eat about two months ago, and I sat there watching cornhole tournament on freaking big TVs at the restaurant. And, and guess yeah. what, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you tune in, you'll be here for the national jacks tournament, <laughs> yeah. followed by our national hopscotch. We can, we can, we can literally do anything we want. If you guys want to throw dice, you guys want to play jacks, you guys, um, I think the next episode we should... Uh, I am totally not playing jacks. That's just Those are medieval torture devices. They're can, small miniature caltrips. We can play some poker next time. You know what? Next time I say the three of us just do a one-shot D&D campaign. I think Dan would love that. I think the only person that hasn't played D&D is me. I think you'd What does that matter? That. I mean, I've seen Stranger Things, but I've never seen someone play well, D&D. They I'm going to give you the basic, I used the basic to concept of any kind of uh, role-playing I, game. I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! But the that basic was thing with any kind of role-playing game is your character sheet that just has like some numbers. You like numbers. You, it comes back to math. You'll, you'll like that. Um, you have your sheet, and you have your information on it. It basically tells you what you know what your skills are. So, so it'll tell me my skills, and it'll say if you roll now, this, you end you, up here. This is what these are the things you can do, right? And but a DM, dungeon master, game master, storyteller, crypt keeper, whatever your host is, whatever game you're playing. If it's all dice rolls, mm-hmm. you're just playing a math game at that point. You're not you're not playing you know a traditional tabletop role-playing game do you do a you tabletop have... role-playing game is you have a character that you come up with and you talk with the person who's going to be telling the story who has built the world so you would be game master in this scenario i'm guessing that's where we were heading you would be the person in uh who basically created the world um as the game master the players they create a character and they talk with the dm or the, the storyteller and they filled out figure out how they fit into their scenario and then when everyone gets together, they all have their characters and how they, you know, what they want to play. Mm-hmm. You sit down and the storyteller is a narrator. He starts to tell you. Or Do you have a game board? You don't need a board. No. Um, you can make one. I've got a bunch of map making stuff, but you basically Do you need do create you need- a world. Right. And a setting like the opening of a scene. And all of a sudden, you throw in your character, and all of a sudden, here comes Doc Holliday, and this thing happens. I'm Huckleberry. And this thing, you know, something happens as you go through the narrative. You re- you react the way that you feel your character would react. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... And the best part of a... Those DMT. dice rolls are just to make things fair, so you're not just, like, yeah. bouncing a quarter, a penny off of a wall and killing a giant, you know? So, say we wanted to play right now. I bring you home... What what do you <laughs> well what do you have that can allow us to play D and D? Is it just the dice that Honestly, you need? It's paper and dice. That's really all you need. That's all the physical thing you need. Okay. Um, I've got like guides and books. Um, I've also um, instead of D and mean, you could even do. Uh, there's Vampire the Masquerade. There's Mage the Ascension. Mm-hmm. There's there are a bunch of different. Ordeals that revolve around the same concept. I will tell you right now, for anyone who may be listening to this, White Wolf 
they've been bought out and they've changed so much over the years. But the original lineup of Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, Mage the Ascension, Changeling the Dreaming, Hunter the Reckoning, all of their World of Darkness storylines, including their sci-fi um, aberrant, and their fantasy one, The Exalted, which is kind of like a mixture of D&D and anime. And it is freaking amazing. Okay. But that's one of the um, probably best, most um, adaptable storylines or systems I've actually used. I'm actually interested in uh, the two that Critical Role's Darien Prest put out. Mm -hmm. Because I just put out one called Candela Obscura. Where it's sort of Victor- like a Victorian age horror game. Right. And for that one, they put the basic rules online, download for free, and you can play like within minutes. No oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I do have a question. No, I do not know where the fuck I'm going. I mean, I mean, that's. Uh, okay, let's start with a statement. We, I decided one day that this podcast was going to be called as white as possible. Um, I grimace at that. We, I decided after easily being persuaded not to uh, name that this podcast. And as we were trying to come Highly up, inappropriate. I was throwing out some names. And uh, Zatch over here actually came up with uh, where the fuck it he said, where the fuck am I going? And it was due to him being sent all over the place in the prison and within a matter of two minutes went from one end to the other four different times. And so he asked me, he said, where the fuck am I going? And I said, there it is. That's that's what this is going to be called. And that was probably the best decision we could have made because for the podcast, it has no sense of direction at all. No. Never will. No. We don't need to make sense of anything as long as our conversations bounce off each other and we understand each other. People will enjoy hearing that because they want to hear um, chemistry between us and, you know, uh, the compatibility that we have of talking. Absolutely. It actually, and it works. Um, On a normal day when we're in prison, if we're serving a similar sentence that day. We shoot the shit. We make jokes. Some are appropriate, some aren't. Um, we try to pass our day, but mostly hang out and you know do the work that we're required to do. This is an opportunity to sit down, talk, hang out, and talk about the random shit that either means something to us or makes us go, what the fuck, right. um, which happens on the daily, um, and talk. And if anyone wants to tune in and listen to us talk, cool. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, it's definitely been nice uh, actually sitting here in our own area, not being you know bothered by other people. We are um, not doing this at a private studio, but at a uh, public library that has a private studio that provided us with all of our things that we needed. Um, I brought some equipment myself as well. I didn't need to, but it was nice to bring it just in case. Um, next time, we're going to add a little bit more to it. Uh, 
we do have a soundboard. We'll load it up with some sound effects, and you know, this was honestly just us dipping our toes into the water. Right. This seeing. this is our pilot that was expected to crash and burn here on nine eleven. Um. Wow. That's horrible. That's exactly that's, the shit cut. that we're gonna do. Oh my god. Um, I will not cut that. It is a podcast Abs- with no sense of direction. Absolutely. We will talk about the serious. We will make fun of the serious. Yeah. We will talk about jokes. We will talk about things that everybody has an interest in. We'll talk about things that people have absolutely no interest in. We're kind of a catch-all podcast, if you could say. We have a bit of everything. You know, we put our fingers in a bit of everything, and... uh I'm not putting my fingers in fucking anything. Uh, you say that now. You're out your goddamn mind. You're goddamn right. <laughs> uh, this is this has actually been great. Um, I do think I'm gonna. I, I do think we should wrap this up here in a minute. But I do right. want to thank everybody for at least checking this out, even if it was for you know five to ten seconds, or if you stick around for the whole podcast. That is fantastic. Uh, for being our first episode, we are at an hour and twenty six minutes. It's pretty which solid time. Is amazing. I'm gonna um, we're gonna go through some things right after this together and see what we think we should do for certain parts. Um, but this will be this is the pilot. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we will uh, we will all be back soon. It just depends on you know. Very rarely do we all get the same days off. So it's, it may be, you know, next week, it may be the week after, it may be a month from now, but we will make it work. Um, even, even if we're just putting out monthly episodes or if two of us can get together for the time being, uh, we will make things happen. We will make the magic, the razzle dazzle. Uh, anyways, my name is Kyle. Thank you for coming. This is that. It's a pleasure to have you all listening to our extremely sensual voices. And this is Daniel. And I guess I'm going to leave you with this. Where the fuck are we going? Where the fuck are we going? Where the fuck are we going? Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> Who are you? Where people? did you go? Kind of Joe. No. I, I really don't want to know. Thank you all again from Daniel, from Daniel, Kyle, and uh, the king of the patch, the eater of the snatch. It's your boy, Zach.